Good morning. It's time for our cool conversation. I'm your host, George Plummer. With us today, we have Paul Frabel, and he's the director of the, he's the president of the board of directors for the Holy City of Wichita's. And Paul, thanks for joining us on the program today. Thank you, George. We want to thank our sponsors for being with us as they have been with us uh, throughout the year, Stanley Systems and uh, Community Bank of Oklahoma. And uh, the Prince of Peace Easter pageant coming up here in just a matter of weeks, Paul. And uh, I know uh, your group has been hard at work trying to get this thing organized probably over the last uh, six or eight months or so, if not longer. Right. Uh, the It's an 86-year-old site. We're very happy to have it. We're on the National Historic Register now since 2019. But, yes, it is an 86-year-old site, and there's always one more thing to do, even at the last minute. Right. And this pageant, now, this is what the 97th year for the pageant, right? Yes. Since Reverend Wallach first did it here in the Wichita Mountains, just outside of Medicine Park, almost on the refuge, and then in uh, 1935 and 36, had permission to start doing it over here as part of the Work Projects Administration of the Depression era. I remember seeing a, a big write-up, I think, last year about uh, all the effort and work that has gone into this uh, project uh, since it started, and it's it's got some pretty good history to it. Yes, we do. Uh, a lot of the lakes out here on the Wildlife Refuge in Fort Sill are named after uh, uh, important movers and shakers that helped us with it, local businessmen who also became uh, Senator Elmer Thomas was a U.S. senator, and Jed Johnson was a U.S. representative, and they were always putting this issue to the forefront for two reasons. One, they enjoyed Reverend Wallach's vision of presenting the story and having, a, at the time, a very rare Easter morning sur- sunrise service. And also, they did it uh, later with the WPA involvement, Work Projects Administration, to employ the local Oklahomans who were still facing quite a few issues between the drought and the depression. And uh, I guess it, it had its heyday probably back in the 40s and 50s or so, you think? or From the 30s through the 50s, including into the 60s, uh, it, it would fluctuate how many people would come out. It's weather dependent since it's an outdoor pageant. Uh, and you are out here for several hours. In its heyday, the play itself wouldn't start till 2 or 3 in the morning, so resurrection could be at sunrise. Mm-hmm. Currently, since everybody has a sunrise service at their home church, and we didn't want to be competitive, we changed our time to start at dusk, and we generally finish between 11.30 and midnight. Yeah, and it's, it's the Saturday before Easter, and also the Saturday before Palm Sunday. That You have two performances. Correct. The one time of the year. And again, each performance begins at dark and finishes about three and a half, four hours later. Uh, Since Easter follows a lunar cycle this year, with April 9th and April 16th being the dates, the days will be a little longer. So we'll start a little later. And it's a it's a family event and it's it's a free event for people to come out and in uh, see uh, a live performance about the life of Christ. Right. We tell the entire story of Jesus from the announcement to Mary to the resurrection, and our finale scene is a wonder to behold. We have 
as many characters as we can put on the field, dozens of angels. Uh, it's a really nice presentation. If you do come out, bring your lawn chairs. You can bring your picnic coolers. You cannot have a fire out here, and there is no alcohol allowed on the refuge. We will ask for a donation at the gate, whatever the Lord feels uh, leads you to give, and uh, uh, we'll give you a program per carload at the gate. You'll be parking a little ways away. This is an outdoor event. It's our hope this year to see over 20,000 people. Before COVID hit, we were averaging 12,000, anywhere between 10 to 16,000 the last few years since I've been out here. In its heyday, the pageant here at the uh, Wildlife Refuge location occasionally saw as many as 200,000, but if it was a bad weather year, as little as 10,000. So we would like to see the average go up, but we understand, you know, we're dependent on on good old nature. Mm-hmm. So talk about uh, the reason you kind of joined the, the panel uh, uh, and some of your history uh, with the pageant. Well, like a lot of uh, uh, people down here around Lawton, Oklahoma, and Fort Sill, I retired out of the military and decided I didn't want to go back north to upstate New York where the snow's deep and the winds blow a lot harder than <laughs> even here. After that, I uh, did a short career in the Postal Service till I reached retirement age. Before I retired, my son got me involved out here about seven years ago. He likes being a Roman soldier, and he does not like board meetings or anything. <laughs> okay. So when he was approached, he said, gee, Dad, why don't you see if they want you on the board since you're out here helping? By that time, on my spare time, even though I was still working, I would come out and do grounds and maintenance work or help a little bit on the costumes uh, with leather pieces on the Roman costumes and other things like that. So the long and the short of it is uh, I showed up too much. They asked me to be a board of directors member, and then I kept showing up too much for the board meetings, and I became president. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure you're doing uh, uh, having some great leadership uh, qualities to uh, to help delegate a lot of the activities. And this is a great event because everything – from the actors to the tech crews, everything is volunteer. Correct. And it's been that way through our history. The movie that was made in 1948, uh, they did invite a couple of Hollywood people to come to it. It was a Hollywood production company doing it. But the actors in Hollywood at the time, specifically Bing Crosby and a couple others that are, I can't find in the archives, um, were asked, and they said no, so they said, we'll go ahead and do the production with the people on site. It originally started as a story of Lawton, and it was supposed to focus on the singing and dancing skills of some young uh, six-year-old, but that didn't seem to work too well, so it became the Prince of Peace for the movie. And again, it was done entirely by volunteers. Uh, Of course, everybody came out. The movie actually has an introduction for about five minutes telling you who from downtown Lawton was going to be in the play and what they did in civilian life. It was it was a pretty neat thing at the time. And the movie's uh, uh, quite a bit shorter than the actual pageant, I guess, right? Right. Uh, uh, we did release the movie 2020 and had it for sale. We've got to get a few more copies in. 
the movie's only about an hour and 10 minutes, which total time 70, kind of short. Uh, but again, because they scaled it down from their original idea, they, they didn't have as much footage. Also, by the time we found and recovered uh, uh, film and put it to VCR tape, some of the obviously people long before me, mm-hmm. some of whom are still working here, Anita is one of them. Anyway, her and her husband and a few other volunteers got there, found the old film, which wasn't in good condition, put it on VCR, and we've since transferred it to DVD. That kind of impacted the sound quality, but it's really amazing to see props and costumes are still in use this day. Thanks for spending some time with us on our cool conversation. We're talking to Paul Frabel. He's with the Holy City of the Wichitas, and we're talking about the Prince of Peace Easter pageant that's coming up in April and uh, what all goes along with it. So uh, the you are having practices right now. I guess you just started practices this past week. Yes. Our rehearsals are done on Sunday afternoons for the first few weeks, and then as we get closer to the playtime, play we uh, switch over to Saturdays um, and go ahead and first uh, we, we do a couple daylight rehearsals in costume when we go to Saturdays. And then we do a night rehearsal in civilian clothes. Uh, that's so we can remember where all the rocks are. <laughs> we, have, we have a 14-acre pageant set out here. And for those who have visited, it's almost a, a full-size replica of an area of old Jerusalem. And you just have to learn your way around at night. So, And then we go into our uh, Palm Sunday Eve play right at dark. So what, if somebody wants to be involved, who can they contact, who they reach out to? And we need to mention that you don't have to memorize any lines if you want to actually be in the pageant. That's correct. We have readers who read the script. You just have to know when your character's talking and slowly move your arms like you're trying to explain something to recalient children. Uh, But our rehearsals right now are Sunday afternoons at 2 o'clock. Generally, they're going to last four, maybe five hours. We would love to have people still come out. Uh, Currently, we see anywhere from about 80 to 120 folk join us for different uh, positions. Uh, there isn't a lot of competition. If you show up, you'll be in the play because we need crowd scenes. Mm-hmm. In its heyday, there would be over, as I mentioned earlier, we would have 200,000 visitors. Well, we'd also have 3,000 uh, 3, 3, actors. That's amazing. For different yeah. parts of the play. Uh, we're always looking for men to help. We need men to be, sit in the reading room and read from the script over the loudspeakers. We need men in the field. Uh, you can imagine a play about Jesus and 12 disciples and, you know, Roman soldiers, temple guards. The current crowd scenes are mostly women and children. My particular role right now is, as I like to say, head peasant. And there's a lot of times if we have scenes requiring peasants that I'll have costumes behind a pillar. And as I go behind the pillar during a long song or something like that i will go ahead and change like my tunic and the load i'm carrying mm-hmm. i would love to have a lot of men out here just to wander around uh with the peasants and also to help with the props we have a few scenes to require a kind of prop type involvement eventually i would like to increase the 
involvement of the prop people, so we change things around a little bit more, and the scenes are a little more defined than just switching lights on and off from location. We want uh, we want to direct folks to the uh, the Facebook page for Holy City of the Wichita's and. Uh, there's a lot of photographs and contact information is there if folks want to get involved. Uh, uh, the time we got left, Paul, I want you to talk about the museum that is open every day or almost every day of the year. Yes. Uh, our museum is located right behind our chapel, and the World Chapel is open um, basically 365 days of the year now. Our hours are 9 to 5, Monday through Saturday, and 1 to 5 on Sunday. We'd love to have people come out. There's uh, various families who will picnic at our few tables by the gift shop. Our museum behind the chapel features our entire history from uh, currently people in the play to uh, posters of the movie and everything. The movie, when it debuted down in Lawton, and it was a world premiere right here in Lawton, did bring people in from all over the country, including uh, Washington, D.C., who, of course, was invested in the project. And the theater seats in downtown Lawton for the world premiere went for $1,000 in the front row in 1949. So pretty incredible price back then. So uh, how many buildings are on site down there, and what kind of condition are they in after 90-plus years? Well, that being said, we're always looking for help, mm -hmm. volunteer help, and sponsors. Uh, we have yet to really line up any corporate sponsors recently other than local businesses, uh, such as uh, Cotton Electric and uh, others who are helping us quite a bit. But we have, uh, according uh, to the preservation survey that was done in response to being declared a National Historic Site, 38 principal buildings and structures. Um, they are in various states of repair and disrepair. The wildlife on the refuge from pack rats that will chew water lines and wires, which we're currently seeing a surge in, to Longhorn, who decide that the windows on the control room, uh, they see their reflection and they decide to swap horns with the other character, and we end up replacing the windows, so... One of the main things we have on the ground is we don't have any, we have architectural designs in the original blueprints. We do not have the reasons things were built the way they were built. And after 86 years, we've made some errors assuming that this uh, item, such as a rock wall, should have a ditch on the inside to trench it, when in reality, erosion has built the dirt up on the outside and the water was never supposed to flow over the wall to begin with. And it took a couple of years to figure that one out. Although we did end up breaking two pick handles, chipping through the rocks <laughs> in the trench. Oh, my. Paul, we want to thank you for your time today. And, uh, again, we want folks to attend the Prince of Peace Easter pageant on Saturday, April 9th at 830 and uh, the Saturday before Easter. Uh, April the 16th, 8.30 each night, a family event. And don't wait to go down there and see the museum and, and check it out. It's a great historical site and uh, a great treasure in southwest Oklahoma. Paul, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, and I'd like to invite the folk to come out early because Cass will walk through the crowd in costumes, selling items and doing interviews and taking pictures.
So we'd love to have you come out. We believe in a high audience participation. Paul Frabel, the president of the board of directors for the Holy City of the Wichita's, our guest on our core conversation program today. And a big thanks to our sponsors, Community Bank of Oklahoma and Stanley Systems.